Hello again. Dwayne Brummett here with Ali Alvarigo, SchoolHunterTalk.com. Ali, good morning, sir. Good morning to you, Dwayne. Good to see you. Nice to see you, too. Uh, yeah. You were uh, complimenting on how long my beard is getting. Yeah, yeah, you got that whole, you know what it is? It's like that whole look now that everyone has with the longer chin beard and, you know, the fluffier hair, and, and uh, it's fashionable, right? That's what everyone, the beards are in. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. But I'm going to do a little shaving today, so we'll see yeah. how it looks. I, I tried to do the beard thing, and my beard was – I mean, it took me like three months, and it was starting to fill in, or two months, and it was just itching me and crazy. I couldn't get through that stage. And that's how I always get to it, to the point where it just – I get to it where it's long enough where it just bothers me, and then I just shave it off. So yeah, it, you know, some people can't handle it, you know? Right, right. It's true. Some it's, some people, it's just, not, just like anything else, it's not for everybody, right? Well, I would have never thought when I was younger that I would ever grow a beard, to be honest with you. I didn't like beards. Um, yeah. At all. I, I, I honestly thought it was unprofessional to have a beard. Um, but this day and age, it's, it's, a, it's a different uh, different opportunities, you know? Yeah, and you know what it is? Trending. You know, that's the thing. It is, it is trendy to have the beard and to be able to... Um, you know, to be able to really, you know, uh, have that kind of rustic, kind of relaxed but neat look, you know, and it's it's stylish. You know, it, you know, everyone's doing it, so it's part of the trend, right? Well, and I have, you know, I have students. I came back after the break, you know, when that we were closed, you know, for Christmas, <clears throat> and you know, my beard was getting in a lot. You know, it's it's more full now than the, in the end, but the, right, I right. had compliments. I had compliments from. Uh, guys that have beards, and then I had right, ones right. that I don't think I don't even think can, can grow a beard, and they were like, "Man, right. your beard looks good," you know. And I'm thinking, right, exactly. I would have thought myself that my beard would look good, but yeah, that's funny. Exactly, yeah, that's it. I know it's like you said. It's just like back in the day when I had uh, really long hair when I was in an '80s metal band, and then I went to the martial arts section, and I would just pull it all back and you know grease it back and slick it back into a ponytail, and it was good because. Everyone wanted that Steven Seagal, um, you know, look where people were like, hey, you know, that was fashionable. Every guy had this mullet and the hair ponytail, and, and uh, so it was easy for me, you know, especially being a martial artist. I think it really helped me um, with people signing up. They thought I was a little bit more legitimate <laughs> because I had the ponytail like Steven Seagal, so it's funny. So, so today we have a really good topic. I think it's a pretty darn important topic too, right, which is something that most school owners that are listening or listen in the future could probably benefit from. So depending on whether they're new, uh, you know, at the business, they might not understand this yet, but if they've been doing it for quite some time, even four or five years, they probably know the feeling, right? And the topic is burnout, avoiding burnout, you know, staying positive and motivated. And so what are your thoughts? Like what, what I mean, you've been doing, I've been doing this for 27 years. You've been doing it for over 20 years teaching. I mean, you've been doing martial arts for way longer. Um, but, uh, but what's your thoughts? Well, gosh, uh, both are true. You know, it's, there's times that you're going to be negative, um, unfortunately, and there's times that you're going to go through burnout. But, um, I think as, as, um, what do I want to say? Mature, as you mature in, in the business, you can start to head some of those things off. And, and to be quite honest with you, you know, I would say, uh, you get smart and you, you go, you start to put things in place um, basically because you decide, you know, this isn't what I want. I guess sometimes finding out what you want in life and what you want for your business 
is by going through these different things, uh, different trials, if you will, uh, and finding out what you don't want. And then putting, um, you know, putting hurdles, putting obstacles, putting detours uh, in the way to make sure or stop points to make sure that those things that you do not want in your life and that you do not want in your business uh, don't happen because you learn the first time or the second or third time. And, and yeah. so coming up with, uh, with, with those ideas and, and um, I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss for the word. And as probably as soon as we get off the air, I'll have the word, but uh, you, you just, you put in those stop points uh, so that they don't happen. And, and so right. it, number, number one, it is true that you're, you, you're not always going to be positive. You know, if you're, if you're up, uh, a hundred percent of the time, you're probably on something, right? That's what right, Ziggler right. used to say. <laughs> right. And, right. uh, and, and there's no way that you're not going to get burnt, burnt out. I would say probably my first three to five years, I don't know that I experienced a burnout only because I was so gung-ho, uh, so into it. And then I would say that I hit a spot where I was just exhausted um, because, it, you know, you, you, I spent that three to five years building the business uh, attached to it to, I mean, you talk about I woke up, I slept, I, I, I ate um, my martial arts business, even to the point where, you know how we used to do it when cell phones came out and you would forward the phone to your cell phone. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember specifically on one Thanksgiving answering the phone on Thanksgiving right. and this lady going, oh, my gosh, I didn't think that I was going to get anybody. And I set up a trial on things, you know, not I didn't set up the trial for Thanksgiving Day, but while right. I was on the phone at Thanksgiving Day, I set up a trial for when we reopened. Yeah. And, uh, but I don't do that anymore. <clears throat> so not. Not to say that that's a bad thing, but I, I think putting in these, um, again, I'm lost for the words, but putting in these specific things to make sure that you don't get burnt out and so that you can stay as positive as possible throughout your career because we're in it for the long haul. It's not the short period and we do our three to five years and then we're out of here. Uh, we've got we to put these uh, uh, things in place to make sure that we're, we're experiencing less and less of a negative attitude and less and less uh, burnout. Yeah, and, and you know everything you said is true. You know, we we as martial artists, and and that guy, that's kind of why I prefaced it by saying, "Hey, guys, you may not understand this because you're doing it. It's new to you. It's it's exciting. It's fresh, and you have a, a ton of energy." And uh, I have to tell you, honestly, I mean, I've been through, and, and I call this, in, and I've written articles called the Martial Arts Forest Fire, where, you know, you go through like five years, and you build a culture within your school, and, and then there's a fire. The fire doesn't have to be negative, but meaning like it just basically those five, five years of people will eventually quit, move on, fizzle out, and then you build a whole nother group. And, and so I've been through at least five different cycles, if we want to use it as a different word, in my school, where, you know, my top student is, you know, very rarely are they still around for 27 years. Like when you, and, and I've had people like, it's interesting because I have some negative reviews on Facebook or, or and, uh, you know, maybe um, uh, Google and stuff like that. And, and a lot of those people are back from 15 years ago, or there's the new group, and you can I almost segment where you were in your life at the time, and, and the reason why I bring up the negative reviews is because you're not always going to have 
every single person love who you are. Now, as martial artists, we want that. That's our goal, I believe, is to have something that you share with others and you want them to be as passionate and caring of it as you are, you know, and you would hope that they would appreciate you, what you're trying to share with them, um, how much of yourself you give to your students on a regular basis, um, and, uh, you know, things that you share from your heart with them. And when those things don't go your way as an owner, they don't respect it, they don't appreciate it, maybe they don't agree with it, um, it physically bothers you or mentally and spiritually bothers you, and that creates burnout because I could almost feel like I could be on the top of my game and I happen to look at my phone at 9 o'clock at night and there's a negative whatever email or somebody who's stressed or whatever it could be, it immediately drains me of my energy. Like, and my, my fiancé could say, like, oh, you okay? And she could see, like, my energy drive is, like, at 100%. Now it's down to, like, 60. It's almost like someone just took my, my batteries and drained them 60% or 40%. Um, and, and that is a form of, you know, sadness or depression or burnout. And if enough of this goes on, and if you have a very busy school, you will have more people to deal with, so you're bound to get more issues, more complaints, more problems, and and you could burn out from that. So there's burnout from negativity. There's burnout from just overall working and killing yourself on a daily basis, right? Like just non nonstop being in the game. That's tough. I mean, that's why back in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, people were retired out at 20 years out of their jobs because they knew back then – that if you kept going for 30, 40 years, you're going to be complacent, you're going to get bored, you're going to get, you know, you're not do your job as well. Not because you don't want to, you just don't have the energy to because mentally you're not there, right? It makes sense? Oh, it makes perfect sense, absolutely. I mean, you would, you don't want to, and I would say in 98% of the cases, you don't want the teacher that's been there for 45 years still teaching you. Right. Uh, they, may, they may have a lot right. to, to, to give you, but if you're not the... Uh, the most attentive student, you know, they're going to be so irritated with you. Uh, yeah, like I'll give, I'll, I'll, give an, I'll give you an example. I taught a class last night. I have this young boy, um, and he—I don't know if he's on the spectrum or he's just got some some a little bit of emotional immaturity. And um, he's the type of kid that no matter what, I'm like, um, you know, fix your stance a little, buddy. Doing a great job. Why do you always got to pick on me? I hate it. I'm quitting. Walks off like, where are you going? Like, what are you doing? Oh, you know, I hate it. Like, like literally for 45 minutes, I dealt with that yesterday. And he's not a baby. He's like 11 years old. So you know it's something there that's not really, you know, there. Um, he's missing some components. But at the same time, I felt like my entire 45 minutes was focused on redirecting and fixing and correcting and reprimanding him, even motivating, like, a good job, buddy. Why do you got to look at me and just say good job? Like, you know, like, you're always talking to me. Like, and I'm like, oh, my God, I can't even compliment him, right? But I, I, at the end of the day, I'm like, well, I had, like, 14 kids in class, and 13 of them were being neglected and had to hear this whining and, and ruin the motivation of the class for this one student. And it does, it does wear on you as a teacher. You know, it's like literally a physical drain. Like I looked at my, my black belt and I'm like, dude, I want to go home now. But I, you know, of course I stuck it out taught great classes because that's what I do. But as a teacher, it could really drain you. One, one bad student, one student with too many emotional issues, whether it be ADD, ADHD, autism, whatever, um, that could zap your energy. And then that the whole entire rest of the group suffers due to it. Yeah, well, and that's why I think it's important to have, uh, um, depending on where they are in the spectrum, and I know this isn't uh, exactly 
the the topic for discussion. But um, we, I, you know, we have separate classes for uh, special needs, and right. you know, I had to learn that's you know. So we talk about putting up uh, obstacles or or roadblocks or just rules. Um, I had to learn that I cannot service everyone. Right. There are people, unless I have a specific class, um, there are individuals that I had to come to the realization that I cannot help and I'm not equipped right. to help. Right, and right. And so I've had to tell those parents, you know, look, I, you know, I'm not equipped to be able to do this uh, in this classroom, but I right. do have this other class that we could that we could try. Yeah. Um, and if that if that doesn't work, I just want to be real with you that, you know, I don't want to be trying to take your money or anything like that. And that has actually served me uh, very well. And I think it's served my student population well. So if somebody is on any type of spectrum, um, we evaluate them. But then we also, uh, like I said, I have a, a class on Friday nights. It's only once a week. Uh, it goes in sessions. I actually run that through a local program. Uh, it's a special needs program. Uh, that way they do all of the uh, the hard work for me, if you will. And, and then I right. just, I build them. I just build right. them. And you know, you know what's interesting too. So, so let's analyze this and this is why we come right back to where it is. So now, um, so as a teacher, you know, you're doing your thing, you're out there doing your best, you know, I, I had, here's another quick thing and I'm bringing these up and you could almost act as my counselor in a way. Um, but at the same time for others to hear, you know, you and I coming up with solutions. So I, uh, I had a mom come up to me the other day, and she was concerned because we added one belt level to the class structure. So normally it was brown and black belts. Now we added purple, brown, and black, right? Because a lot of the brown belts are going to black, and a lot of the purple belts will eventually be going to brown. So she was concerned that the class size was going to be too big and that her child was not getting um, – wouldn't not, – not wasn't getting, but wouldn't get the same quality of service. So, of course, I, I get that. I understand that. But at the same time, what they don't realize as parents is that they need to trust in us because our ultimate goal is not to pack as many in this class and sardines just to do the numbers, but is to keep that energy level up. The more kids, the more excitement, the more energy, the more motivation. And also, um, we as teachers, our ultimate goal is to make all of our students incredible, right? So I kept trying to remind that person of that. And I said, listen, I've been doing this. I've been helping you. Your child's been with me for seven some odd years. Um, just trust me. Let me do my job. And that drains us as well as instructors where we're, we have those people where, where my parents used to say a backseat driver, right? Or, you know, someone who's, you know, trying to run your school for you because they're just sitting in your lobby analyzing and um, and they think they know what they're doing. So this could be quite daunting and draining on an instructor um, or a school owner as well because, you you know, you're on the high. You're like, wow, classes are packed. And you come out, oh, why are classes packed? Like there's always that negativity, but you just got to learn and navigate through it. What are some of your suggestions that you use to keep yourself motivated when you get hit with negativity? Yeah, well, uh, so one of the things is uh, I, I don't get online and, and read any negative posts or anything like that. I just wow. I don't do that. Um, I, you're a better, I, you're a better. You're a better man than me because I, I do read some negative posts and it 100% affects me. I mean, I yeah, get I pissed, I get pissed off, I get annoyed, I respond. I'm, I'm, you know, like you know, I don't want people ruining my reputation. I worked hard for that, but um, how do you do that, dude? How? how? What, what is it that? What superpower do you have? 
I don't know if it's a superpower at all. It's just the fact that I, <laughs> I think it is. Number number one, I know what it does to me, so right. I don't want, I don't want to feel that way. Number two, I, I take it in context that in the end it's going to wash out. It's going to work out. I remember one person who was uh, uh, talking, you know, bad about us, about me, and you know, my wife. My wife was extremely angry. Yeah, and, so, so is my my fiance. She gets so annoyed, and, and my daughter, I said, you my know, daughter too. Oh yeah, I bet. And and I just said, look, I said, I know the type of person this person is. It eventually will catch up with them. Uh, I'm not going to get in specifics what happened, but it, it caught up to them. It took a, it took you know maybe a couple of years, um, right? But I just feel like if I, it's not that I won't uh, respond to uh, blatant lies. Or that I won't, you know, but I'm not going to have a conversation on social media. Right. You know, the only type of conversation I'll have is, you know, look, love to meet you in person so that we can solve this problem. That's right. it. If they just go, you know, I just delete the posts or, or, I mean, if they're reviews, they're reviews. I can't delete those. But, and we've talked about how to, <laughs> how to push those down on the rankings in one of our other podcasts. So, right, right. I, I know what that does to me. I've got a little binder of, uh, and uh, some of my students had put this together for Christmas, and this was probably 15 years ago or, or 13 years ago, something like that. Um, they all wrote letters for Christmas to me on, on wow. how martial arts has affected them. Their parents wrote letters, yeah. and so I had that for quite a long time. Where when I was feeling down, I would open that up and go, "Yeah, I am making yeah. a difference." Uh, yeah. That type of thing. Um, I, I try to solve any problems before they become a bigger problem. So if I can, you know, sit down with the person, even even to the point where I will uh, apologize that there was miscommunication, even though it may have been totally their fault, even if I do think that they're a moron, right? Right, um, right. Or they're, or they're being moronic about right. it. Um, I'll take the blame just because I, I, I got bigger shoulders than that. And it's not, yeah. my ego is not worth, fighting for uh the relationship is is more important to me than my ego if that makes sense and maybe maybe i just think too less of myself maybe that's the problem i don't know but it's just not worth it for me um you know to do that and then with regards to burnout you know and we've talked about this before uh you need days off that's why we work into our schedule all the time that we have uh off i need it off my staff needs it off. I mean, this week, um, you know, we were off Monday and Tuesday for President's Day. It, it was it was beautiful. I mean, if you stop and you think about it, we were we we were closed Saturday and Sunday, and then we were off Monday and Tuesday. And so right. that's a four day weekend. My uh, my head instructor loves. He lives for those opportunities. You know, um, and 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 so do I. But probably not as much as him just because he's in the thick of things a lot more than I am with regards to teaching every single class and those type of things. So um, I would say avoiding burnout, That's that was one of the number one things is when I finally implemented the, the, the days off that were actually closed, that was uh, tremendous for me. Yeah. And, you know, I agree with you 100% that we do have to put in time off. I mean, quite often, especially fledgling new business owners, that they do work day and night. Um, and by the way, you and I could both share with a lot of people, I'm sure, how much it took us to break that cycle 
of being addicted to your business and being there. Even when you weren't there, you came home and you were, you know, not before even Facebook or telephones. I mean, we're always doing business and I'm still like that. I'm, you know, sometimes I find myself laying on the couch next to my beautiful fiance and, and we're both or I am. And then so she is, I'm on my phone building a video on my iPhone and making a commercial or, or Facebooking and Instagramming. So we, we um, what's that old saying, you know, uh, work uh, all day, you know, Jack is a dull boy. I forget the whole thing. I really well, know. my my mom always said that, you know, you can take the, the boy out of the business. You just, take, just can't take the business out of the boy. Yeah. And that, yeah, so, and that sums me up. Yeah, exactly. And but but you and I have also gotten better by force uh, forcing ourselves to be closed for certain days. Um, you know, my one good friend teaches me this all the time. If it if it snows or it's bad weather and the schools close, public schools close, we should close. Sometimes that is a variable depending on area and you know the time of day when the storm hit and then it clears up by the afternoon that kind of thing. But the majority of time, follow the school calendar, President's Day. I was open on Monday, um, but I'm normally closed, but I forgot to put it on my calendar, so it was too late to tell everybody I'm closed. Um, but normally every President's Day were closed, you know, and it's just a day for my staff to recharge, you know, people to do their own thing and so on. So you have to have these stop gaps that force you to take that time off and relax. And then, uh, you know, well, and you ha- have to enjoy your life. I mean, what's the – if but – some people just enjoy teaching and being at their dojo 24/7 so that's their only life they have yeah but i also think it's uh it's it's a good thing to avoid burnout for your your clientele you know right. during the holidays they're, they you know i can't tell how many parents i say man i'm i'm so glad that you're closed this is one yeah. one more place that i just don't have to go to during the holidays right. and they and don't mean true. they don't it's not mean they don't no. mean it like it's not worth coming it's yeah. just they can go, whew, so that well, they, I have, they have burnout. I, I have one of my clients, he's, he's never shuts down. I mean, it's like literally Christmas Eve, he has a class, but not Christmas Day. He thinks that's taken off, you know, and I'm always on him. I've been coaching him for five years. I'm like, you have to take off. You have to close. Trust me, when I did it and you did it, I thought parents would be up in arms. They're just like, oh, okay, you're closed on President's Day. Like, they don't get mad. They're not going, okay, deduct $20 off my – like, they realize that this is a, the part of the calendar schedule, right? And they were surprised that we're open this entire week because it's a winter break. Um, we have camp during the day, classes at night, and they're like, wow, you're open? But our classes have been medium to slower um, because a lot of people, and I didn't realize families get up and they go away on vacation for this week. The kids are off of school. They're going and taking a break. Um, so so we have to understand that. But here's one thing. Let, let's talk about burnout in, in the sense that, you know, you – what do you feel when you feel – maybe we could give them the signs of what we feel when we're starting to burn out. Like how do you feel? Is there a physical, mental attributes that you start to feel when you're getting burned out as an owner? Um, at, and, and then, of course, as a teacher. I mean, we can separate sure. those two quite clearly. Why don't we say a teacher first? What do we see in our instructors and us when we're burnt out with teaching? What are some of the, what are some of the signs? Oh my gosh. Well, I would say the your patience level, you know, your patience mm-hmm. level is is becomes different when you're irritated and and or what have you. Um Right. So I say I would say if you see your instructors or you feel yourself having less and less patience, um you know, there needs to be a perspective change, might even need a night off. 
um, yeah. type thing. So, you know, I, I think that's, that's important, uh, to keep, keep your, uh, your pulse on that. Uh, I would say the number one thing though is the communication with you and your staff, especially like we have a weekly meeting that we do every Friday. And I always ask them, you know, what's the good, bad, and the ugly this week? You know, right. give me the good, give me the bad, give me the ugly. And right. uh, we go and we discuss. And part of it is obviously I want to know what's going on with regards to the student population. Um, but in addition to that, I want to know what's going on in their mind, how they're seeing things. If if I constantly hear negativity from them, um, you know, I, I try to redirect that with regards to, okay, so how can we look at this from a, a problem-solving perspective rather than just complaining about it? Uh, right. But if it, it's something that's over and over and over again, there's 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 a potential problem with that individual, be, and who knows what's going on in their life. So the communication factor with you and your staff is going to be highly important. And just asking the question, right. um, you know, and I've had to do that before where I've heard a couple of weeks in a row that it's just been negative, nothing positive at all. You know, even when I ask you, well, did anything, you know, positive happen? No. Right. And then I'll end up pulling them off to the side and say, hey, you know, um, what's going on um, in your life right now? You know, uh, right. just personally, uh, what's going on. And, and I have to do that because I'm not on the floor with them every day. It's not like the older, older staff when I was, right. I mean, I was older than them, <clears throat> but I was more friends with them than I am with right. my staff now. Yeah, yeah. Just because of a difference in life of where we're at. And um, so I, I have to ask that question. It's kind of like I did a mental health training uh, class a few months ago, and I would have never thought to ask this question, but you're supposed to ask the question if you feel like somebody might be suicidal. You ask right. them, point out, have you ever thought about suicide before? Right. right. And so they, they even had us practice that with our with our table who we're working with, right? Right, and, right. Uh, and just saying those words was like, oh, my gosh. That was actually liberating to say that. So I bring that up because you actually want to say those words. You know, hey, I see that you're, you know, you're seeing everything from a negative perspective what's going on right. in your life right now yeah and you know what here's the thing um we have an undying love most school owners love the martial arts we could eat drink sleep it and and then dream about it right you know um and we're all good on that now the other thing though is that certain people just innately can do something over and over again if they love it enough but if they're doing it just as a job they just got a job as a karate teacher um, the motivation might not be there like it would be for you and I. And by the way, if it's not, it totally affects the classroom. Like, for sure. example, I had a teacher that everything was done, her class was done by time. She worked for me, and her classes were set up by time. In other words, like, okay, jumping jacks, everyone do jumping jacks, and she'd look at her watch. She, she was burning three minutes. Okay, push-ups, like there was no energy, no excitement, no motivation. It was just let's get through the class so that we could end it and I can go home kind of mentality, right? And and by the way, everyone feels that. If you feel that as a teacher and that's the way you feel in your heart, no matter how well you do it um, and try to hide it, you can be the best actor on the planet. You're still not going to get that energy out there and people will sense it, right? So we say like if you show up and there's only two kids in class, you're like, oh, my God, there's only two kids. Let me get through this. Um, the next time there will only be one kid and eventually there will be zero kids, right? But if you teach the class like it was the last most important class you ever taught, those two kids will tell two more kids and their mom will bring their friends. But if they feel like it's just boring and, and the class has no energy and there's no excitement and no enthusiasm, then you're going to 
lose out. But burnout will do that to you. Like you're there every day, day in and day out. You know, you're tired sometimes. So you got to realize that this is a tough job and it's it's hard well, to I, um, stay motivated. And I would say sometimes even in your class, you know, to, to avoid burnout is even though you may have a lesson plan that you decide to deviate from that lesson plan and just do something that was on your mind that day. That sometimes is one of, you know, sometimes is one of the most freeing things. I've talked about this with my head instructor, Mr. Bean, is, you know, I, I say sometimes some of the best classes were just a spontaneous class where even Absolutely. though I had this class planner, and I do, I have class planners that you write, mm-hmm. I, that I've written out, and I do have times on it. We're right. going to warm up from this time to this time. I don't care what the warm-up is, but we're going to warm right. up from this time to this time. We're going to do hand techniques from this time to this time, self-defense right. this time to this time. Right. Um but sometimes just the most uh, um, spon- spontaneous class is some of the best. And, and for you as an instructor, you're like, man, that felt good. The students, you see yeah. them come alive. Even your assistant instructors and instructors on the floor, they come alive. And I, yeah. I think sometimes that even though you may not accomplish everything that you wanted to accomplish that day, you do help to uh, avoid burnout on both yeah. ends. Oh, I was going to say, with the students as well, right? Like, you know, I, I some days, no matter what you have plans, just not happening, right? Like, I had a class yesterday where it's like, what is going on here? People can't figure out their le- – I'm like, raise your right hand, touch your right leg, clap your leg, step back with that leg. I turn around, they're all opposite, and like backwards. And I was in the – you know, I was not mirroring them. I was facing in the same direction. So I'm like, it just was one of those days where, you know, people were just not on. So I said, you know what, I'm not going to be a technical teacher today. I'm going to make it fun. I'm going to make it goofy. We're going to throw pads and chase them and dive roll after them. And I just changed it up 100% um, because that's what needed to be done that day. There was no way I was sticking to that plan. Now, I'm sure if parents might go, all they're doing, like if they're sitting on the monitor, they don't know the energy. They're going, all they're doing is maybe chasing this and that. But meanwhile, if I tried to stick to it, it would have been a horror show. Kids would have left the place. Right. I, would have, I would have had to go in my office and take a nap. You know, like it's just crazy. So we have to know how to adjust on the, on the spur of the moment. And, in fact, I was teaching kids yesterday. I'm going, you, you have two choices, good mood or bad mood, and you should be able to change it in the snap of a finger, right, just by making that conscious decision. We have to do that as instructors as well. It's funny you bring that up because I've done something similar like that before where, um, you know, I tell them that you're in control of your moods. And I said, I got a perfect way to, uh, uh, to uh, as an example of that, I, I go, I remember when I was a kid and my, we would get be in trouble and my mom would be yelling at us and uh, she's going, rah, 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 you know, and, and, and the phone would ring and, and she'd pick, she'd be yelling and screaming. And as soon as she picked up the phone, she'd go, hello. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. was the sweetest voice. Like nothing was wrong. You know, right, right. Had, uh, three little boys with halos above her head, above their head. Yeah. I mean, it was just, yeah. it was just like that. It was that, exactly that her mood, her mood switched just like yeah. that. So you're right. We're in control of it. Uh, 100%. Oh, well, we're in, but we're in control. And I, and I like how Zig Ziglar talks about this because we're actually in control of the response that we have to life. We can't control the things that happen to us. And that's where, you know, I, I've taught my staff this for years and I've always done it where I remember Zig would always talk about that he says good morning, no matter if it was, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning or, or he would say 5 o'clock in the morning or 5 o'clock in the afternoon, he would always say good morning. And yeah. uh, he'd have people say good morning back to him or they would say good. It's not morning. And his point was that, you know, you get back what you put out. 
where right. you put out the good, the pure, the you know, the positive, you get back the good, the pure, and the positive. Not on all accounts, but in generality, you you you, yeah. you do. Well, yeah. The other thing is, he goes, you can't tailor make the what happens to you, you uh, what happens to you in life, but you can tailor make the responses to what hap- you know, to what how you're going to respond to things in life. So yeah, he says when somebody asks me. Of course, he's deceased now, but he would say, you know, when somebody would say, how are you doing? He'd say, super good, but I'll get better. Or outstanding, right. but I'm improving. And yeah. so I've taken those for myself, and I'll do that. I remember I go into the bank all the time, and I, the lady would go, hey, how are you doing today? I'll say, I'm doing outstanding, but I'm improving. Or yeah. super good, but I'll get better. Or I'll, sometimes yeah. they'll say, you know, and I'm, I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, yeah. and, and they'll and, or I'll, no, I'll say, I'm doing good, but how are you? And they'll say, I'm doing good, too. I say, well, actually, I'm doing better than good. I just want to make you jealous. Yeah, there you go. And and but it's it's it helps me to stay positive by responding that way. Um, yeah. And I'll and I'll give I'll give you another for instance. I remember when I first bought my partners out that year. This was a, a, a tremendous year for me. Um, I bought my first house. I bought my partners out. I got married. My wife already had two kids, so I immediately had two kids. Later that year, we had our own son together. So, um, and I paid too much. Mm-hmm. To, to buy my partners out, and I went into some debt along with it. So uh, and besides getting in a long story, I remember speaking to uh, Joe Gallia, who, uh, you know, had owned PPS and then member, right. you know, part owner of Member Solutions, how that ever worked before. But anyways, um, uh, you know, I remember him asking me, you know, hey, how, thing, how, how are things going? And I could be real with him, right? Yeah. I could just say, man, this is what's going on, yada, yada, yada. And then, but everybody else, everybody else would ask me, hey, how's things going? How's business? I'd say, man, business is booming. Yeah. Business is booming. It didn't matter what was happening. I would say business is booming. And I'll tell you yeah. what, um, I, like, I like that because it's a concept that I took from Zig Ziglar where, you know, um, he, he, he would bring up the fact that, you know, if I complain and say, oh, life is blah, 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 you know, by saying everything is good, but, you know, uh, outstanding but i'm improving even if it isn't outstanding he said well it's just telling the truth in advance right and i like that i liked believing that you know what my business was going to be booming it is going to get better um and it did if that makes sense so i think part of being positive is feeding yourself with those things Uh, i personally enjoy zig ziglar if you enjoy somebody else um then do it pop in his cds or the mp3s or whatever you can do now uh, to listen to Zig, and it's funny though because Zig talks about he goes, he'll he'll meet people that go, oh man, when I'm feeling down, I'll put you in uh, and listen to you. And he goes, that's all well and good. He said, but the problem is uh, they wait until they're down <laughs> to listen to me. Right. They should be right. listening to me so that they don't get down. Right, right. And you know what's interesting, you know, on a spiritual sense of what you're saying, like in a spiritual mindset. Um, it's considered the spontaneous fulfillment of desire, right? Like what you wish for, you will get. And, and I'm going to kind of go off on a little bit of a tangent on this with, with um, when you have negative people within your school, whether it's one negative parent, um, that person may thrive on negativity. And I've had this just recently in my school for like, it was like a plague within my school for the last year to a year and a half. Um, and, uh, and now it's been a year, almost 14 months that it's almost entirely gone. And what would happen was, is we had this negative group of people that would literally sit at our tables and do nothing but complain 
I actually had a dad come to me the other day, and I might even mention this last week, where he said to me, it is so different now within your school. He said, my wife and I would come in to watch our kid, and we would have to get up and go outside because all we did was hear this little group of people that took the same tables and sat there at the high tables above all the new people that were coming through the door, the brand new students, and they would infect them with this negativity, right? And they would, and hey, listen, you can have a complaint, and you may not agree with everything I do, but to sit in someone's establishment and con- constantly complain and be negative is just something is wrong with people when they do that, right? It's like going to oh, the yeah. same rest- restaurant over and over again and saying, I hate the food here, but yet you come every week, right? Yeah, but I can't stand your service, but you're back again at your normal table. Yeah, but you know what? It's too expensive, but you're here spending your money, right? Like, well, why are you here? And I had this poison, and, and I'll add to it, where um, eventually – I just got so fed up and I started to isolate people and eventually get rid of them. And a good group of them picked up together and they were one of my uh, competitors and they joined there. Well, I have to tell you, though, it was a cleansing, a blessing. Like I got to the point, and here's talking about burnout, where I no longer wanted to go to my school. I hate to say this because there were so many other great people there, great students there. But when I would see that group of people, which was there two, three days a week, I didn't want to be there. Like, it wasn't even like, hi, Xi'an, how are you? It was just like, like when I'd walk through the door. Or, I hope he's going to teach a good class tonight because if he don't, I'm paying up. You know, and you'd go like, why are you doing this? Like, why do you only see the negativity? Like, one of them had the nerve to say, you know, behind the garbage pail, there's a piece of tissue paper. Um, It just just shows that you don't really clean this facility because the tissue paper's been there. And I'm going like, you saw that two days ago? Yes. Well, why didn't you pick it up and put it in the pail? We clean everything else, but, oh, my God, look, there's a spider. You're way, way, way up in the corner there. There's a spider web. It's this big. I go, wow, I can't even see that with my eyes. Why don't you just tell us rather than all gather together and go, look, he's not cleaning. He's not, you know, so that literally burned me out where I got to a point where I no longer loved my dojo. And, by the way, our dojo is our happy place. It's our yeah. home. We don't want people to come into our home. Like, I wouldn't want someone, a negative uncle coming over and visiting. Like, my, my fiance is on the phone, her, her dad, who I really like, he comes over and he never has a smile. So I said to him the other day, are you happy? And with this face, he goes, I'm really happy. I go, it doesn't show it on your face. Yeah, but I'm happy. I go, well, you always look like you're angry. But I'm not. I'm happy. Like, you know, like, you know, let me grab your luggage. No, give me. I got it. Like, the dude is just doesn't appear to be happy. Like, right? But he is, I think, deep down inside. He just doesn't show it. So, I mean, like, we don't want that around us all the time. We don't want to be that. It, that and by the way, for every new parent who's listening to that poison, they're thinking like, oh, yeah, look, he doesn't clean. Oh, yeah, look, he didn't clean up the paper towel. Oh, yeah. You know, they're hearing this negativity and it breeds contempt and it breeds negativity. It's like a mutiny in our school. So we have to be really, really careful, right? So I I wanted to just bring that up. If somebody's negative within your school and you find that you have some people that are causing trouble, cut the cord, get rid of them, and then get positive people in. Because, you know, positivity breeds positivity. Negativity breeds negativity, right? So cut the cord, get them out, get rid of them, and you'll have a much healthier, happier existence. Well, I remember the first person that I ever had to kick out um, of the studio. And I, I didn't know how I was going to tell them. Um, right. And and it wasn't their kids. The kids weren't the problem. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, so I pulled her into the office, and I said, you know, Mrs. So-and-so, um, uh, I just wanted to let you know that, unfortunately, I can no longer service you or your family. And yeah. she looks at me, and she goes, what? I said, I just wanted to let you know that I can no longer service you or your family. 
And she goes, are you kicking us out? I said, I just want you to know that I can no longer service yeah. you or your family. And I think right, I right. said that five times. And then she finally just grabbed her stuff and grabbed Stormed her kids out. and got out of there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. but I, I knew, see, I knew, cause, well, why? How come you're kicking us out? Yeah. Um, it, it was, it, it was, um, important. It needed to happen. It did liberate me. Not that I wanted to go on to a, a, uh, a, a firing streak, you know, cause that's not what I wanted to do, but it allowed me to have the control back. And the other thing is there was other people in our school that already knew that it should have happened a long time oh my ago God. before. Yeah. Right, you dude, you know this, like, and you probably held on so long trying to recorrect that behavior. I no joke had a, a, a woman in my school that I kept for five years too many who was torture. I put more time into her than I put into any of my students combined, right? When I finally said it's time to go, and I kicked her out, and people found out, and I walked in, I heard like like a slow clap and everyone started like it was like I oh my god I heard she's kicked out like they literally like 30 people were like happy like they were holding on to this where they just couldn't stand it where they were that father the, the dad and the wife the husband and wife would get up and leave the lobby because of the negativity that was going it wasn't my school it wasn't my lobby it wasn't my classes that were negative it was this group of people that sat there spewing toxin you know and the, and it was affecting the poor parents that were loving what they saw but couldn't be around this because they they didn't want to be around this negative behavior so i mean it really is amazing and so that is true right we have to sometimes fire clients and ryan blanchard who is in on vacation right now Dwayne, in maui in hawaii with his wife andrea who, who they're the greatest people he's listening to our podcast in maui on vacation and he writes sometimes you have to fire a student and um, I don't know. I don't know why the hell he's on our podcast while in Maui on vacation. But um, you, know, <laughs> you know, but but at the same time, it's absolutely insane, right? You know, we have to sometimes. And listen, there's a million different flavors of ice cream. All I buy, all I say is, hey, you know, you don't. I don't have to hate you because you're a Democrat or you're an independent or because you don't like president or do like like. We can agree to disagree, but don't continually stay somewhere, put yourself somewhere, and be somewhere that you don't want to be. You should be smart enough to be able to say, this is just not for me. Let me move on, right? And we don't have to end up hating each other. This is the biggest problem with divorce in our country um, and in the, around the world is, like, people have to hate each other in order to break up. They can't just maturely say, maybe you and I, Dwayne, are not right for each other, right? We have to, we have to break up, right, you know, and be friends and still be buddies and just say it just didn't work and – I have that with my ex. We we are, love each other. We're family. Um, we have this, our daughter t together, and we're always going to be in each other's lives. Um, why not choose to be happy? Why do I have to be that person who's going, oh, yeah, your mom is this, your dad is that? It's just stupid. I mean, Nicole and I, we just, my fiance and I were just watching a show the other day. I think it was Stepmother. And I only saw the ending and the mother's dying of cancer and the family. Have you ever seen it? And at the very yep. end, they take a family picture and I'm li literally crying. And I'm like, Nicole, this, this is what we have. We have a relationship where my daughter's mom and I and all of us could get together and be kind and loving to each other, not have any animosity or jealousy. Um, so sometimes people need to, need to understand that. And we need to say to a student, we, we just, it's not right for us. Uh, you know, um, when you say, and this is off topic, but when you say ex, like your ex, right? 
um, that does have a negative connotation. That that presupposes that you couldn't get along, you hate each other, yada yada yada. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what if you were to switch it to say my 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 former wife? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I think that would be. Uh, I just think it would be taken differently, right? Well, I do. I agree. Isn't words everything? And you're right. With me, though, my ex doesn't reflect that, right? But, no, no, no. But, I know but, it doesn't. But I know what you're saying, though. If you did that and you said, or my old, my old friend, my old, you, you know. know in, you don't no, want to say old. Yeah. Well, not in the age <laughs> context, right? But you know what I mean? You're right 100%. Don't the words we apply and attach to things create the entire reality that we live in, right? You know, oh, my God, this is a bad time. It's a dangerous time. It's a scary time. Um, you know, so much going on, right? Um, but at the same time, you know, we, uh, we have to change how we feel. And, and back to that one topic, you've done it, I've done it. Sometimes you just have to say to that parent, you know what? Maybe we're not right together. Maybe we're not, you know, we're not having a good time together. Maybe we're not the right mix. But you can probably have a great relationship with another sensei if you find the right sensei. Just like when people get divorced, they, the husband might say, oh, she was nasty. But she might be so sweet to the next guy she meets because maybe you pissed her off in a certain way, right? Like we just need to understand that maybe we weren't perfect for each other. Um, and we need to move on. But I have to say, though, it does hurt. And, and I, my biggest dilemma is I want everyone to love me. I want everyone to love my school. I want everyone to love how hard I worked and realize this stuff. Sometimes, though, they won't. But I have to say I do struggle with that. It does burn me out a little. I'm overcoming it after 27 years and doing better with not looking at the reviews, not letting those negative reviews control me. Um, and, uh, also with people, I realize that I'm not everyone's flavor of ice cream. So I'm trying my best to, to keep staying happy and motivated and keep going. Cause you know, Hey, listen, I've been doing this for almost three decades, 30 years of running this dojo. And I love when people say, oh, we can't wait for you to close and be out of business. I go, even if I close tomorrow, you could maybe celebrate, but you should be celebrating how much longer I stayed open than any other person in the entire community. Right. That kind of thing. Right. And you know, um, it's unfortunate. I, but I've also turned it into even uh, Matt chats before, just so that my students understand that not everybody is going to like you, right? So I, I've even said to them before, hey, look, can you believe it, that there's actually people out there that don't like Mr. Brummett? And they're right, like, right, oh. right. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, and I wish they did. But look, unless I've done something yeah. to warrant that or – I've done something to warrant it, and and they told me, right. and I didn't change it. I said that's right. legit, right? Yeah. Uh, but at least give me the opportunity to change it. But if it's just because you don't, you don't like me because you don't like me, well, that's not a reason. And uh, <clears throat> so I've turned it into, into that. I, you know, uh, call it hardened, call it calloused, or better yet, call it mature. Right. Um, you know, I, I have had to mature over the years to go, number one, I can't help everybody. Um, and, and, and it's a legitimate, I wish I could, but I can't help everybody. Number two, not everybody's going to like me or my decisions that I make. But this is my happy house. And, and, and if you're not happy, I'm not the one that's leaving. Right. You know, um, because it is my house and I get to make my rules. We all have yeah. our little kingdom. Uh, uh, within our business that we get to, um, you know, that we get to be in charge of. And right. whether, whether, we're, whether we're a fair king or queen 
or unfair doesn't matter because the market will dictate whether we're fair or unfair anyway. Right. Um, right. You know, of course, I'm not advocating being unfair. But what I'm saying is that it is our little kingdom. We get to make up the rules. We get to decide what's going to happen. And as we mature in our business, our business sense matures, we're going to learn how to put uh, obstacles in the way so that we can uh, stay positive as often as possible. Uh, we're yeah. going to learn how to put obstacles in the way so that we can avoid burnout. But I think sometimes those things are necessary for us to go through so that we can go, oh, crap, I don't want that to happen again. How do I, uh, you know, what do I put into place so that it doesn't happen again? And yeah. for everybody, I think it's going to be different uh, for everyone. What I do think is the same is that we constantly need to be feeding our brains uh, with positive things. Uh, right. Watch less news. Watch less news. Yeah, yeah, okay. I hear you. And, and uh, read good books or listen to good speakers, inspirational uh, yeah. things and topics, not just the learning topics. Um, the other thing is with regards to avoiding burnout is to uh, put vacations in for yourself with regards to your whole school being closed uh, and you not having to go in. It's so liberating uh, for that. And then – you know, if you can, I don't know if you're in a position like Allie is or in, in my case where I'm at, where you can uh, also take different nights off, you know, uh, yeah. I, I, like what was it, um, or, or shorter nights, meaning last Wednesday was uh, Valentine's Day. I went yeah. in, I worked, I worked up until about 630 right. and then, then I left and we took our son to volleyball practice and dropped him off, and my wife and I went out and ate. It wasn't right. a full night, you know, uh, with regards to being at the studio. The full, I didn't need to be there the full night anyways, yeah. but it gave me an opportunity. And, you know, the other thing that I did was I, I, I texted my head instructor's wife, and I said, hey, I don't know if you're working right now or not, but if you are, give me a call when you're done with work. So she calls me like at 5.05, uh, and I said, hey, do you have plans tonight? And she says, well, no, you know, Chris isn't going to be off until – I said, listen – he doesn't know this yet, but, but he's only going to work up until 7.15, and then I'm sending him home. Right. She's like, really? I said, yeah, absolutely. So that gives you, you and your daughter, uh, they have a, like almost two-year-old, uh, you know, gives you, gives you guys time to come up with something. Not to put any pressure. She goes, oh, no, 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 yeah. we're going to do something now. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, okay. So, you know, I wanted him to have just, and right. he didn't know what's happening until an hour before I was going to send him home. And then I said, hey, right. I got to him at 6.15. I said, hey, this is the last class you're teaching tonight. I got the black belt class covered. Go home. He's right. like, really? I said, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, so, dude. I love that. You know, and, and by the way, one thing, too, that you had said back in the beginning of when you, when you started talking about, you know, um, it's your place. You know, you, you, you have, to, have to have time to be able to, um, you know, control your schedule and all that stuff. And, and and you can do that. And just that one hour or one night off a half hour early or an hour early that you and I take changes everything. And it will do the same for an instructor. Like it's that it's not that, you know, that you the full night, like those little things that you could do periodically for yourself and for your staff will make a world of difference. Right. And that's super, super important. Um, and, and I feel it like the other day it was slow. I was there teaching. I said to my guy, Ryan, I said, do you mind if I get going? And, and um, he's like, yeah, I'll do the last class or, you know, and I went home and Nicole and I had dinner together and it was just a, an hour earlier, nothing, no big deal one way or the other, but it was just a big refreshing change for, for me and her as well. 
Hey, we got a bunch of comments. Let's really quickly go over them real quick. So we had um, uh, Ryan Ryan Blanchard, who's in Maui right now, who shouldn't be on this call, said, uh, "What we confess, we will manifest," which is so true, right? What we what we believe in, we can manifest it. And then the other thing was uh, Nicole wrote, my fiance wrote, that's why we have no social media Sundays. We we refuse to let ourselves be on social media on Sundays. So we don't check our Facebook, our Instagrams, we don't comment, we don't Twitter, and we're done. Like, that's it. We do check our phones and, you know, personal things like that, but we won't allow social media to penetrate our Sunday and possibly ruin a good day because you just never know what you could read that could change your mood, right? And then Ryan So what you're saying is, hey, so what you're saying is that uh, uh, when I want to write bad things about you, I need to write it on a Sunday. Do it on a Sunday. I'll find out on Monday, <laughs> right? Right. And then, um, and then Ryan Blanchard also wrote, when we go through these events, it allows us to be able to help others get through them as well. That's a pretty um, prophetic thing to say because, you know, um, we, we are uh, – we constantly – could do things with theory, but once we have personal experiences, we can be much better to handle them, deal with them, and react to them. So I, I love this call because it's not just about, hey, how many students could we get? Where do we market? But we're hitting you and I a lot of the areas that other that school owners think about. They don't know who to go to. It's not an article. It's not in a magazine. It's not in a, a, a tape that they could buy. Um, you and I are giving personal experiences as instructors how to survive and and stay for the long haul without killing yourself, right? And uh, right. I think it's pretty pretty awesome call. Yeah, I agree. So uh, I guess uh, until our next call then, we'll just uh, end it there. Yeah. Um, and, by, and by the way, whoever's listening, if you have other topics, things that you may be thinking, things that you may want to hear about, um, this is, by the way, I love our closed group, right, because – we could really talk freely without the thought that, oh, my God, maybe a parent or a student is watching and they're going to get insulted. Because as you know, school owners are thinking as owners, right? So a student may not see it that way. Like I recently had a student that, I, that was in my leadership team, and he said to me, um, I'm really having a conflict of interest with being in the leadership team. I have no clue why that would even be a thought. But maybe he thinks business-wise or whatever, and I'm just like, okay, take, take it off the plate. Don't even do leadership team anymore. That's it. The invitation has been rescinded, right? So move forward and do your thing. Don't let it bother you. There should never be a conflict of interest that you, know, you have. So, I mean, so we don't have that now by having a closed group. We don't have to be careful about sharing how we feel with other school owners so that they could also run their schools. So I'm excited right, about that. Yeah, because context is everything. You know, it can just be taken out of context, and and, and exactly, and pers and and uh, the proper uh, perspective is everything. I remember having a conversation with, uh, and I know we're ending, so I won't go along with this, but I remember having a conversation with Stephen Oliver, and you know, him and I were talking about things, and he asked me the question. He goes, "Well, what's your end game?" And this was years ago. I'm talking probably 13, 14 years ago, 15 years mm -hmm. ago. Um, and he said, what's your end game? And I, I, I'm like, well, what, what do you mean what's my end game? Right. And he said, what, like, well, what is your end game? Why are, not only why are you doing this, don't just do something to do it, but do it so that you have some sort of goal, some sort of end game in mind. And right. it, it, it really, like, the first, when he first told me that, I was offended. Mm. Um, because I felt as if, you know, he didn't want me to do X, Y, or Z. 
Right. And I thought to myself, why the heck would it matter to him whether I did X, Y, or Z? Right. Um, that was, you know, and, and I don't know if I want to say years later, months later. I don't, it probably wasn't months later. It could have been years later. It was actually one of the most important things he, he actually said to me because it actually put things in perspective. I didn't do it. Right. And it could have something, it could have been something that could have happened, but since I really didn't, uh, I really didn't have a focus inside of it, it wasn't worth doing because it would have been worthless. Right. Um, right. That was one of the smartest things he I, he said to me, and I didn't understand yeah. it at the time. No, and you um, know what is so, isn't it isn't it that saying when the student's ready, the teacher will appear? Like all of a sudden, there's like an epiphany of enlightenment. Like, but but I yeah. I wasn't ready. It, it, it right. resonated with me for a long time before it just kind. Of, I had to mull it around for a long time uh, right. before it the, before I was ready. I mean, the teacher appeared obviously, but I. Right. <laughs> the student was, wasn't ready. And, yeah. and I'm just thankful that uh, I was willing to, uh, you know, uh, humble myself and not go, go, go and do it until I was ready, if that makes sense. Right, right. Absolutely, dude. I so, think so. I think it's a real good. I, I appreciate you always sharing and us doing these calls. It's just as much um, a motive as it is for the people who are listening. It also helps me um, being on the call with you and motivated to continue moving forward and, and you know, growing as a, as a person. I've been doing this, like I said, for almost three decades, shared my 50th year of learning and training in the martial arts on my birthday um, just recently, and uh, I'm still learning. Uh, you know, by the time I die, maybe I will have reached mastery, all right, or maybe get close to it. But, uh, I mean, it's just <laughs> it's an ongoing process, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Hands down it is. Awesome, dude. Very cool. All right, so um, we will chat next week, everybody. Please send us your comments and your ideas and uh, whether you want to uh, find a topic that, uh, you know, that we haven't touched or something that we want us to speak about, we'd love to hear from you. And, Dwayne, you want to give the last closing of where, to, where they could hear this if, if they haven't heard it on here or to download it? And... Yeah, absolutely. You can go to schoolownertalk.com. That's schoolownertalk.com to uh, get all the past episodes. This is a hundred and 61st episode, so there's 160 of them. If you haven't listened to any of them, there's 160 of them left uh, for you to get into and dive into. A lot of free stuff there, so if you would just listen to those things and apply, right. you would make your you would uh, uh, bring your business to the next level just by doing that. Absolutely. All right, Dwayne, have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. You too, sir. Bye, guys. Take, take care, everybody.